Hello, Conscious Parents, and welcome back to another episode of Listen Carefully. I'm your host, Jen, and today what we're going to talk about is moving through the adversities of not being able to see ourselves clearly, but that when we are in the presence of someone else or when we experience something else truly profound that shakes us up or rocks our world or gives us a totally different perspective than what we were hoping for, that that allows us to then see our gifts and to see our strengths and to have that bubble up to the surface. So what I wanted to share today about just my own process and my personal experience is that through breath work and through facilitating breath and being that space holder for others where others have the opportunity to take themselves on a journey through the guidance of what I bring or what I share or basically how to how I attune to the way that they're showing up today with their intention on their hearts, with what they're bringing. They could come in with an intention and feel something totally different throughout the session, be, basically being open to receiving the download or the message or whatever it is that's coming through. So that requires us to have a non-attachment to the outcome and a non-attachment to the process, right? When we say things like life happens, we can see where our resistance is by noticing where we're like, but we don't, but I don't want that to happen or I didn't want it to go that way, right? We get to have that as well. We get to have that perspective of, of I didn't want it to go that way but we get to attune to whoever we are breathing with or working with or being in relationship with, we get to attune to their experience, to tap into how we show up to meet our own needs and to be able to coexist with someone else who's also meeting their needs as well. And if it's someone who's younger who needs to borrow that external regulation through the nervous system of you, the model, the parent, the guide, the space holder, whoever that is, then we have to really be as authentic as we can. That's going to require us to slow down, to be in the moment, and to move out of our heads and drop into our hearts, whether that is through breathing, through slowing down, through connecting to sensations that are occurring in the body where we arrive to this presence of who we are and what makes us us from moment to moment. But something that I have been shown this week, lately, recently with the people that I work with is that I am really good at, like, let me just take a moment to do my own work, right? But I'm really, really good at, this is one of my strengths and one of my gifts, I'm really good at harmony. And I'm really great at merging and allowing things to collide and to weave together. Like, I am such a weaver. I allow things to cross paths and integrate and set into place and become um, integrated, you could say from the past and the future and the present, into the present, from past to future, into present. And I'm really resourceful. I know how to maximize the use of resources, and I know when to call on those resources, and I know how to implement them. 
to create spaciousness, to create appreciation, to call forward an action or a movement on purpose. Like, it's not just happening to happen, or it's not just getting done to get done. It has specific intention and purpose for the ways that it flows together. And I've noticed that this is one of my unique gifts and something special that I bring to the table and one of my offerings. And there's part of me that, especially when I was younger, I would say to myself or think to myself, like, wow, I wish to know that everyone felt this same way. But growing up and learning that everyone has different gifts and different ways of expressing and different ways of pulling forward their strengths, you know, I think the biggest thing in our world is obligation. When we have our schedules, when we have our to-dos and our deadlines, it's really hard for us to live our lives according to how we want our day to look, how we want things to unfold naturally, and like sometimes we don't even know what would be ideal for us because we're so out of touch from our natural rhythms and from what would be ideal for us. So as I think about that, we we tend to be apologetic for our circumstances and things might turn out sloppy because it's not in full alignment. You know, things are not fitting more now than ever. It's almost like so painfully obvious what's not fitting and what's not working, you know? And I find it so fascinating because it's like, okay, I'm going through my day. I'm going through the motions. I'm doing this activity, chore, thing, obligation, whatever it is. I'm doing it to get through it versus being present in the moment with it. That's so much harder to be present in the moment with it, especially if it's something that's not from our hearts, that's not from our soul, and that's not from a place of congruency with our energy. Because our energy, as we've learned, does not lie, and our energy communicates so much deeper and so much more than our words ever could. So with that in mind, I think about how I came about to owning my own business and being my own boss and having that determination and the dedication to allocating that time and space and effort and energy to my value of taking steps forward, reaching out, growing, evolving, right? When you're your own boss and you're in that position of entrepreneurship, there is no one ahead of you or above you in your business to tell you what to do. It all has to come from your own, I guess, cultivation and motivation to be in that alignment of what's going to propel you forward and leaning into what's right in front of you for that very next step, right? You have to have that discipline and mindset to be able to be your own parent and in this field where I'm working with play therapy and I'm working with parent coaching I find it so amazing that I get to reparent myself and I get to be the one that holds myself truly accountable I get to hold myself in my highest regard 
I get to be radically honest with my experience. And it's so, so great. And it's such a blessing because I think about my relationship with power and control and how growing up, basically the way that I am is I am a change maker. And so I own that because I'm always bringing new, innovative, creative strategies and ways. I am so open to being adaptive and I'm so open to change. That doesn't make it, that doesn't make change any less hard or, or any less um, sad or heavy or any of those things. Cause I feel like right now in my life, I'm sitting with a lot of goodbyes and that grief that comes with change. That's so obvious when things like a move happen or, or any of that kind of stuff. And it, it forces us to really be with what's different and grieve the loss of the way things used to be, which is also the past, right? We get to grieve our losses of the past. And when it comes to my relationship dynamic with power and control, I've always submitted to authority because of fear, and I'm learning now to to really execute my voice, not against these powers, but just with these powers so that I can coexist and not just be a follower. I am waking up my leadership to be in this same arena, right? I'm not going to, you know, diss how people choose to um, be authoritative, but I'm going to certainly have my own say for how I show up. I can't ever change how others unconsciously express, right? The only way that I can change my outcomes is to lean more into my own experience. If I'm dissatisfied with the ways that people are around me, that's an opportunity to look within. Obviously, I get to take care of my own boundaries and protect myself and go where I am called, truly. But there is this level of acceptance of like, wow, as much as I hold the hope for others to change, to be different, or to see things the way that I do, like the only change I can create is within myself. So if I'm showing up really resourceful and really... Um, methodical and really intentional and I'm noticing that I get triggered when other people aren't or when I'm noticing wow they're not like living to their potential or wow they're not um, like living to the fullest or whatever judgment that I see like the only way I can do anything about it is to say okay well where am I not showing up to the fullest where am I cutting corners and not being intentional, right? But yes, you do that to a certain extent. And then there is still that relationship of like, wow, it's sad to see that. Or wow, I wish, right? Like that's where we grieve the loss is when we're wishing things were different than they were. This requires a level of acceptance, right? Of like, I get to call forward, you know, people who are actually going to challenge me and be on my level and maybe be a few levels ahead of me so I can be encouraged to grow, right? I feel like in my past jobs where I've had a boss figure, where I've been seen as like the person under because of the way that the power dynamic is set up, right? It's usually one person in power at the top. If you think of like a 
um, a pyramid, right? It's like the one person's at the top, and then there's a flow of people underneath. And so with that structure alone, it creates this distance, and it creates this um, hierarchy where it's not as relatable. You know, there's certain things that are embodied that are not relatable. And so I just remember, like, in my past jobs, whether it was through grad school or in camp, I just remember, like, all of my... um, power and authority, power and control, and then, of course, a boss figure and authority, how all of those triggers came up and came to the surface. And, like, truthfully, what I take from that now is that I have learned so many ways of how um, dysfunctional communication does not work. And... I have learned now that, like, actions speak louder than words, and I've learned now that you can say all the right things, but if you don't put your money where your mouth is, like, it just, you aren't good for it, you know? And so, just through all of those experiences, every single one of them is such a gift, and I appreciate and I love the opportunity that I got to see all those angles of power being executed, whether it was in a dysfunctional way or in a productive way, and we're all human, right, so we're all learning, but yeah, there comes a point where you notice different, um, you know, behaviors and tactics, and you're learning, and you get to learn, you know, how to really, truly read the energy, at least that's how I've experienced it, but I've learned, first and foremost, that communication, open, honest, true, in integrity communication is the most important thing, and for so long, I have been afraid to communicate. The part that I own is that I am so scared because I don't trust, and that comes from experiences where I've been lied to or I've felt betrayed, right? All of these ways that I've been triggered to feel less than or, like, to be triggered truthfully to grow, it's like I can maximize and see these opportunities now of, like, wow, when you communicate, of course, when it's safe to be yourself, when you communicate, so much can unfold. But it's like, it's that quote from To Be Magnetic where... It says, um, you know, when when someone shows you who they are, you have to believe them. And that's also one of my edges that I've been put through the ringer with several times where it's like, Jen, you want to give everyone the benefit of the doubt and you want to see everyone in their highest regard. And that is amazing. But when people show you their true colors, you have to understand that that is who they are and that they're not going to change on your account. You have to be the one to either shift and change or own your own discomforts and triggers so that you can grow. You know, that's exactly what I've learned. And I've gotten to learn the hard way, the easy way, and the medium way because that was the journey I'm on. And ultimately, I've decided that I probably will never work for anyone else ever again because... I'm not 
outsourcing my power anymore for me personally because I know that this works for others it's, it's great if you can work for someone else and that works for you um, but what I have learned is that that is not something that I'm able to do and I want to talk about another concept that feels so important and it is the difference between privilege and choice and when you think of privilege and choice what do you think the differences are I think with privilege, it is the unborn, or sorry, it is the um, unconscious benefits that we receive without having to um, earn them or any sort of, it's just conditional, you know, it's just sort of like when it comes to access and, um, and accessibility and being able to um, receive different privileges, right? Like, and when I think of choice, I think of overcoming adversity and being true to who you are and becoming really resourceful when it comes to achieving what your heart desires. I think there is that fine line between privilege and choice where if you are defined by your circumstances for things that you cannot change, that might be privilege. And then with choice, it's like, what are the things that you can change and what are the things that you can lean into? And when it comes to like race and socioeconomic status, like there are things with, you know, educational privileges, there are things that you cannot change, and then there are things that you can change, and that's going to look different for everybody. But what I'm making a point to with this is, if, if we are saying, you know, one day I'll do that, or someday I'll have that, or when I'm ready I'll go in this direction, when we're, when we're saying things that are kind of putting ourselves on hold in that way, or when we say, you know, when that opportunity comes, then I'll be ready. It's no different than what I just mentioned of saying, like, oh, well, when that person changes, then I'll be comfortable, right? Because the reality says, well, actually, you have to get uncomfortable to create the new to then absorb the change for yourself, right? We always try to make it about others, but really we get to just t turn it back inward and reflect upon ourselves, and that's where the deeper levels of transformation come, because we get to lean in through those deeper layers, keep peeling back away the layers, and boom, yeah, there you have it, you know? So, when we come from this mindset of like, well, when I have enough money, then I'll do this thing. We have to see where we're off balance currently with abundance, right? If we notice there's like an abundance of laundry detergent, right? Or if we notice there's an abundance of, you know, joy or an abundance of whatever, pick your item. Can we lean into the appreciation of that abundance or are we just plowing through it and kind of just being wasteful about it, you know, this analogy is going to 
um, deal. I'm trying to see if this is going to come through or come across clearly, but what the analogy is trying to trying to communicate is that when we put a future date on something, like oh well, when this happens, then that'll come through. When we put that future date on it, it doesn't exist because all that's here is now. How do you think we're going to get to the future? It's the compounding moments of the now. So if our intention is, is authentic and real, then we have to hold that in, in our hearts for it to become and to be held in, the, in our highest regard, right? So if we're over on one area of our life saying that we want to create more of one thing, but then if we're in another area of our life and we're extremely wasteful or we're just, like, doggy paddling and hurrying and, like, um, moving through things, like, really fast but sort of without an intention or a purpose, we get to tighten up those energetic leaks in our life. It's like, are you available for being wasteful? Are you willing to be non-resourceful? Are you willing to just um, be unconscious in certain areas, but then in other areas you want to pull forward these goals and intentions that you have set, right? It's an opportunity to get super honest and super real with yourself, you know? You're not going to be given anything that you can't currently handle, and what you do have presently, you get to appreciate it and be thankful for it in order to hold more. Because the way the universe works is you're not going to be given more if what you have currently is not something you can already handle. If that's already an edge and in your mind you want more, you get to figure out where you're distracting yourself and where you're avoiding yourself. And the answer that I have is that it's always going to come back to you. It's always going to come back to me personally for myself. And it's not to beat up on yourself at all. It's not to say that, oh, well, I'm creating all these things that aren't working for me. Like, maybe reframing that to say, okay, they're here because there's a deeper meaning or a deeper truth or a deeper lesson or something incredibly valuable for me here, even if I can't see it now or maybe I'll see it in hindsight or maybe I'll see it, like, way in the future and, like, be so thankful that it's happening now, right? Sometimes when we're in our grief or when we're desiring something that's not here yet, it's incredibly hard to stay in the moment and appreciate what we have. Because of course things would feel better if we could just escape what's present, you know? So it's it brings up so much and it challenges what belief systems we have in place and yeah, it's, it's another invitation to just be gentle on yourself and cut out the areas that are not in alignment and that don't fit and that um, cutting out all the shoulds where maybe the external would look into your life and into your world and say, oh, you should be this far along or, oh, you should be over here, right? It's like there's no such thing as shoulds. You get to decide that for yourself. You get to make that and claim that and decide how that shows up for you. So, yeah, it's very fascinating. I, I think about this all of the time. I'm, I'm the type of person, again, my strengths, this is another strength of mine, 
I'm really great at like seeing the deficit and noticing where things are not working and then bringing that flashlight and shining the awareness on it. And in like what I can think of being the easiest examples are, yes, past work. It's like when I shine this light on the shadow or on the cobwebs and the people in power are not ready to look at that or they don't even know that it exists and they're upset that I brought it up, right? It's like, of course they're going to have feelings about that. Of course they're going to be like, maybe insecure of like, oh, why didn't I think of that? Or, oh, why didn't I take care of that before someone, quote unquote, underneath me brought it to my attention, right? There could be so many different opportunities like that. And I'm noticing now in my life, I'm starting to attract the people that are able to handle these difficult conversations and that don't take things personally when I bring things to the surface. And I'm not afraid to speak my voice and share what's real and true for me because I know it's not going to just be slapped on with a band-aid or I know it's not just going to be disregarded. I know it's not just going to be, you know, unappreciated. So not that I, again, not that I need others' validation to appreciate me, but it sure does feel nice to have that um, coherence and to have that, like, equal playing field feeling and that creation of, wow, this person cares enough to bring it up, and wow, this person cares enough to listen, and wow, this person's open to receive feedback and isn't going to take it personally or have it come out sideways because of some dysfunctional communication patterns that aren't working, right? So I think the biggest lesson when it comes to finding out what your strengths are and leaning into your strengths and owning them for who you are fully, I think the biggest edge that comes with this is communication. And I would say the biggest tips that I have for communicating and staying in your power when it comes to owning your gifts and owning your strengths is, one, to be extremely honest, two, You get to be you, even if people don't have space for you. That just shows you, oh, you're not my people. Moving along, right? Giving them grace, sending them love, but knowing that, oh, they're not on this wavelength and that's okay. Right? Sticking to your truth, sticking to your power, and just having your unshakable, non-negotiables, right? For me, my non-negotiable, which speaks to my value, is that I will always celebrate. There is nothing too little to celebrate. People who cannot see that or not understand that celebration energy don't belong in my world. If you're not willing to celebrate the little things, then goodbye. That might sound really, really harsh. But you have to be able to celebrate the little things in order to embrace the changes that are among us, that are occurring, that will be part of life. And when we can celebrate, that allows so much spaciousness for every emotion, for an evolved perspective get to celebrate, even if it's just a little 
bit of time, whatever it is. We're celebrating where we are today. We're celebrating where we're going. We're celebrating how far we've come. We're celebrating the little things because those little moments build up into the bigger moments. If I celebrate what's current and here and now and little, but takes a lot of courage to evolve and grow in that way and to change so much so quickly, that is a non-negotiable for me. I have to be celebrated by myself if no one else. But if I'm around this energy that doesn't celebrate and that has like this punishment energy or has like this resentment or like tightness or closed offness, like I'm learning that it's not about me. It never was about me. When I'm being set up to feel those ways, that's other people setting me up to feel how they feel in effort to connect, but just it coming out in this really dysfunctional, unconscious way. So stay true to who you are, figure out your values. What are your non-negotiables? What are you willing to let go? Using your non-negotiables as that benchmarker of, oh, that doesn't meet that need. Okay, I will not settle. That doesn't meet my need. Oh, in the past I would have um, given leeway or I would have, yeah, sure, it's fine. But you know what? I've learned too many times the hard way. If it's not, a, if it doesn't meet that, if it doesn't fit, goodbye. It doesn't have to be harsh, right? It might sound harsh. It might sound like, ooh, ugh. But feel those feelings that are required and know that it's all with love. You get to cut people out of your life with love. You get to keep people in your life with love. It can come from love. And love can look that way if that protects your peace, if that keeps you in that place of longevity and appreciation and self-care, because you are your number one priority. You must come first, especially when it comes with and comes to working with others, seeing yourself in your mirrors, right? Noticing your blind spots, leaning into them as much as you can tolerate and then deciding for yourself, knowing your worth and knowing, like, if people are not able to live up to your worth, that they don't have a place and that they don't belong and that that's not about you. If people can't see your worth and if people can't celebrate you for who you are, I promise you it is not about you. You get to continue on celebrating yourself You get to continue on doing things your own way, even if your way triggers others, because it probably will. If you are here, if you've made it this far, if you, if you feel like you were made for more, you probably will trigger others and others will most definitely trigger you. This is all par for the course and learning how to distinguish this is going to accelerate you in so many ways. So I leave you with this today, and I've mentioned this before, it is okay to grow slow. And what this means to me is that you get to find what you're going toward, you get to mark your own pacing, and as long as you're chipping away, 
slowly but surely you will reach your goal. And one of my creative projects lately is um, painting my TV stand. And when I first started, I was like, yeah, I'm going to get it done in one day, and then I'm going to get another coat done in another day. But truthfully, I'm like, you know what? This is going to take two weeks, and I'm, I'm going to have to learn to lean into that and know that it's okay to take two weeks. Because then I get to integrate more of my life into it, and I get to, you know, create what I create and have revelations that I have and be open to the process looking different than how I had it planned, and it all gets to be okay. So, I hope you're having a beautiful day. Stick to your power, stick to your truth, be honest, be open, and never waver from your non-negotiables, because you are so worthy, you are so worth it, and I believe in you. All right, take care. Love you all.